Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We build one-on-one custom fitness programs for committed people who refuse to compromise and are tired of wasting time to get the results they want. No filler, no nonsense, and no time to waste. Let's talk about it. Hey, hello, and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock. Thank you so much for tuning in, subscribing, downloading, however you got this to yourself. Today, we're going to talk about finding the right coach and how to find the right coach. Now, if you are currently listening to your coach speaking, you might be good. You can maybe move on. But you might want to pass this on to people you know. You might want to share it. If you are not currently listening to the dulcet tones of your coach pouring into your ears, I do think you should listen up. And this is not, to be clear, a sales pitch. This is a a reflection on what you should do when looking for a coach and what I do when I'm looking for a coach. First things first, you need to know what your goals are. You need to know what you are after. And the more specific you can be, the better off you will be. If you wanted uh, some help setting goals, I suggest you refer back to our Smart Goal podcast. Uh, Scroll back, you'll find it back there somewhere closer to the beginning. Very, very useful. Once you define your goals, you have an idea of what you want a coach to help you with. What is the problem or problems you want them to solve? Then you can start looking for people who ideally specialize in that kind of thing. If your problem is fairly general, I don't know, I just want to get in shape and have more energy, I've been really inactive. Even then, you probably have things you like. Certainly when we do an intake with people, if you go to our website and fill out our intake form, one of the questions we ask is, what kind of programs have you done before? How did you like them? What kind of workouts do you typically enjoy? Because there are lots of ways to the finish line, and if we know that you're someone who really enjoys running, and that fits within your goals and fits within the problems we are trying to solve, we're probably going to include running. There's plenty of people who hate running, and I will not program it for them. And if you're someone who loves program, who loves running, and somehow we end up with a program where there's never any running, you might be disappointed. So you want to define the problem or problems you want solved, otherwise known as your goals. Lead with that when looking for people to help you solve your problems, right? Coaches are essentially problem solvers at their core. Lots of other stuff around it, but if they're not solving problems, they're probably not being effective. On top of that, there's lots of other ways you can go with this. We're just going to explain the things that we think are really important. Number one, what are their values? What do they think is important? Is it, and this can be how you work out, this can be results-based, this can be uh, their method of communication. What are their values? Are they super hardcore? Are they someone who is go super hard in the gym every day? You know, we are absolutely working to failure. You're going to be a sweaty mess at the end of every single one of my workouts. You are definitely going to be sore the next day. You're going to tell your friends about it. You're going to feel it super intense. This is what we do. If that is appealing to you, there's a particular kind of coach you want. If it is, you are the opposite. If you want nothing to do with that, maybe you want a coach who values like really sustainable work. You could totally work out six or maybe even seven days a week if you wanted to because you will absolutely be able to train the next day after you do it today. You will feel good. You can work out in the morning and the rest of your work day. You won't necessarily be limping around. Super, super sustainable. One of these is not necessarily better than the other. 
A lot of it depends on what you like and what you're after. Partly this will be defined by your goals, but it's worth looking at what the coach values. Are they very science-driven? Are they tied to a particular methodology or modality? Is that their thing? Which might be exactly what you want. If you want a boxing coach, that's a very specific coach. Most fitness coaches are not boxing coaches. That's just the truth. So if you want a boxing coach, you don't want to, for example, you don't want to come to me. I am not a boxing coach. I know next to nothing about it, essentially, from a coaching point of view. I would never take on a client who wanted to box. It would just be irresponsible. If things are important to you around fitness, around how you work out, around how you communicate, that is part of what I think coaching values is part of. Are they going to be uh, very communicative? Do they think it's important to give and receive a lot of feedback? Do they stay in touch all the time? Are they going to share pictures of you without your consent? Go through their social media, go through their, you know, everything you can find about them and see what this person values. I think that's really important. After that, tied into that, what do they champion? What do they hold up as like the greatest good? We're very straightforward, right? It's right in the company name. Feel strong. We want you to feel strong. We want you to feel better. We want you to have more energy. We want your entire life to be raised up a level. How you feel is the absolute pinnacle for us in what we do. And that, that is certainly influenced by how you're performing and how you look and how you recover and your how are your relationships being affected, all of these things. If a coach champions you know, results above anything else, if it is all... This person started at this weight, eight weeks later, I had them moving this weight or body weight. This person started at this body weight, uh, eight to 12 weeks later, I had them at this body weight. That is super number oriented, super results oriented, nothing necessarily wrong with that, but it's good to know what you're after. It's good to know the kind of things that people champion, what they hold up as their successes, then you can also sort of determine what maybe a failure would look like what it would be okay to do or not do. Then you can determine if you're someone who's capable of doing those things. You know, if they champion significant calorie deficits anytime you're trying to change your physique, there is certainly a place for that. There's an argument for it. But if you're someone who is really against doing that sort of thing, or maybe you just don't want to count your calories or count macros right now. Maybe it doesn't work for you. Maybe you're not ready for it. Perhaps you have some trauma in your past associated with that. It's real important to know before you start with a coach who's going to say, oh no, you have to track your macros and report them to me every day. Otherwise, my program won't work for you. This is super important. Now you've hit a wall. You're running into each other before you've even started because they champion something that you really aren't comfortable with. There's many versions of this, but I think you can see where I'm going. Also, what is their experience? What have they done? Where have they coached? What kind of certifications do they have? What's their education? Where have they worked? How many people have they worked with? What are their success stories? Do they share testimonials? What have they done? What is the experience? Are they a brand new coach? Brand new coaches can be great. Brand new coaches are passionate. Brand new coaches are exciting. Brand new coaches are often extremely affordable, right? You might be getting in on the ground floor of someone who five to 10 years from now is going to be absolutely in demand and have a six month waiting list. If you can start now, you can get a real special place in their heart. Now, of course, with a brand new coach, they're essentially unproven, at least to 
the general public. Maybe they have some education and certifications, but they haven't done the thing, then they haven't done the thing. It could also go the other way. There are certainly, I've heard plenty of stories of people starting with, you know, new coaches and it not going particularly well, but at least you know going in. If you have someone who all of their experience is with bodybuilding competitors, that might lead you to believe they probably won't be the best powerlifting coach for you. They may well know a lot about it, but it's not really their experience. It's not really their specialty. It's not what they spend all of their time doing. So it might be trying to fit a square peg in a round hole in a way that isn't entirely successful and might not be entirely satisfying, possibly for both parties. Coaches working outside of their specialty or reaching or doing things they're not entirely comfortable with doesn't always work out. Sometimes it can be relatively unpleasant. So look into what they've done. Look into who they've worked with. Look into what they consider results, what they consider a failure, what they consider a success. Do they talk about when things don't go well? It's relatively rare for people to post about a client who is really unhappy with them and things didn't work out, but hopefully they talk about what, when they adjust, when something isn't working, what do you do? And we're going to come to that later on because I think it's really, really important. How open are they? How easy to read are they? How communicative are they? How transparent are they? If you are going all over all of their social media and reading their website and kind of digging in and doing some research on this person, which I suggest, and you still can't figure out exactly what they do or what a program looks like or what they think is good or any of that stuff, if you are still essentially left in the dark and are going to be in the dark until you put up some money so you can find their, get their super magic program, I suggest walking away. It is possibly snake oil and you are being at least, whether they mean to or not, and this can be insincere. I mean, this can be inadvertent. I have absolutely run into colleagues who do this and they don't mean to. They may they assume people who come to them already know a bunch of things and they don't. You know, perhaps they've been living in the CrossFit world exclusively. So they assume whenever someone finds them as a coach that they want to do CrossFit. When in fact, they just know that their friend worked with you and had a great experience and really like the way their friend looks and their friend says they have lots of energy. So they decided to come work with you, but they've never done CrossFit and they might be scared of CrossFit. They really enjoyed their step aerobics class they did and the walks they do every morning, but they want to work with someone who gets results. Be really open. Be really transparent if you're a coach and if you're looking for them, you should find someone who is pretty stinking open about what they do. Uh, people who are really good at what they do don't mind talking about it and don't mind sharing lots of free stuff because giving away movement quality, how movements work, how programs put together, none of that is the magic. None of that is the secret sauce. The secret sauce is how we dial it in exactly for you. The real details, that's where all the magic is, not talking about the kind of program you may or may not get. Do you really work with them? Big one, especially online. There are a bunch of companies out there, we are not going to name them because that would be inappropriate, who have, let's say, there are companies who have uh, faces of the company. Maybe it's a single famous person, a famous exerciser, some sort of fitness influencer 
who heads the company. Maybe they appear in all or most of their social media. Maybe they have some affiliates, you know, a few quote unquote famous exercisers, athletes, influencers associated with their brand. And maybe, maybe those people are even coaches for their brand. Maybe you'll get assigned to these people. It's worth looking in to whether or not you're going to be working with that person or those people. If you are signing up for a program in order to be coached by person X, whoever this influence is, influencer, athlete, exerciser, person X. If that is a significant part of the reason, or even any part of the reason why you're signing up for this program, you want to make real sure that that's the person you're going to be working with. If you are going to be disappointed, if you sign up for this program and get assigned to one of their other coaches, somebody on staff, some subordinate, someone in their network, a colleague who may well have all their training, who may well be following their system, but if that's going to be disappointing to you because I signed up to work with person X, you should know that going in. It shouldn't be a surprise. If it's important to you, it is absolutely a question you should ask before you turn over any money. If it's important to you, this is something you should find out about. In addition to this, another side of this, there are a number of programs out there that purport to be written by, or at least give the strong impression that they're being written by, designed by, um, conceived by a famous exerciser, mover, influencer, and they're not. That person may be the face of the company. They may appear in all their social media, but there's a bunch of folks doing this. We think it's a little bit unethical where they aren't actually writing the programs. They aren't actually creating any of the stuff. They're just showing up for the photo shoots and the video shoots, and they're not lying. They agreed to appear in this company's social media. But you are getting the impression that so-and-so created, conceived, is doing all this programming, and they're not. Also, an extremely reasonable question to ask when signing up for this program. If you really care that whomever, Matt Fraser, who's a famous CrossFitter, I, he has an exercise program, I literally know nothing about it, so I'm not casting any shade at Matt Fraser. If it's important to you that Matt Fraser is the one designing all your workouts, you should ask that question. Did Matt really write these workouts? Is he the one adjusting them? Did he come up with them? Et cetera, et cetera. Or is it his company that he founded and he hired smart people he really trusts and they're the ones doing it? It's worth knowing if that's important to you. What if something happens? This is a big one. This is absolutely the place where group coaching and large template programs will get separated from one-on-one -on -one coaching and individual design programs. And typically the price point will reflect that. And there's a really good reason. What if something happens? What if you get hurt, whether exercising or not? Overwhelmingly, the people who have injuries doing feel strong programs get hurt doing something else. They tripped over their stairs, they, their dog fell over them and they, they had a nasty tumble, there was a car accident, they, something else happened in life and they got all banged up. It totally happens. What happens if that happens to you? If there's some stumbling block? What if the gym closes and you don't have access to certain piece of equipment or your schedule changes and you, you thought you could do the two hour workouts but now you can only do 45 minute workouts? Are they going to be able to adjust for that? If it's a fairly low price group template program, typically the answer is no. Maybe there's like a Facebook group where you can ask questions and other people who have exercised might give you some advice. And if you see that as of value, then great, super cool, problem solved. 
if it's a one-on-one program, an individual design program, it's absolutely, I think it's very important to ask the question, what happens if something changes? What happens if I get hurt or I don't have access to equipment or my schedule changes, my job changes, whatever it is, if things change on my end, how do they change on your end? How does my program change? We think the answer should be, of course, your program will change. As your life changes, your program will change. As your needs change, your program will change. If you get hurt, if you you know break your toe, we're not going to do your heavy squatting and running workouts. We're not going to keep publishing those to you because it would be irresponsible. We're going to change it up and do lots of upper body stuff and some abs and some some stability. And we'll work on some walking and balance when you're clear to for movement from your doctor. Also worth asking the question. If they don't have a good answer, or if the answer is, well, you know, at, we'll write the next cycle to be different. That means someone is only writing, they're only looking at your program every six to eight weeks, not going in and making changes, not tweaking things. Typically, these are coaches, and there's a bunch of one-on-one programs out there like this. Typically, these are coaches carrying like 70, 80, 90, 100 clients at a time, which is a lot. And they simply don't have the time or the bandwidth and or aren't being paid to go in and spend time and adjust your things for you, especially coaches under sort of broader umbrellas working for bigger companies that may be fine with you, depending on what you're paying for and what you're getting and all of that stuff. But I think it's important information to have. Again, none of this stuff is necessarily a deal breaker. These things may all be fine for you, but I think it's worth digging in and understanding what will happen. Because if you are assuming you know what's going to happen and it's different later on, you're going to be dissatisfied and disappointed. And that is something we never want. Last thing I would say, I think, looking into finding a coach is, are they consistent? You know, it's worth looking at the things they've done and hopefully they have some kind of presence. Maybe you can go back and listen to a whole bunch of podcast episodes and see if they come back to the same themes and ideas over and over again. Or you can look at their social media and see if they're pretty consistent with the kinds of things they talk about and what they think is important and what they think is not important. Maybe they call out things in the fitness industry that they don't think are particularly good and then champion things they do think are really good. And is that really consistent or are they all over the place? You know, if 24 months ago they were telling everyone to drink apple cider vinegar and then 18 months ago they were telling everyone to go keto and then 12 months ago they were singing the praises of white rice, that's relatively inconsistent. We're sort of bouncing all over the place from trend to trend and fad to fad. Certainly a place for that amongst influencers, but I'm not sure it's the most valuable place for a coach to live. And if you are after something in particular, you want someone who's going to be pretty consistent. This will also come with more experienced coaches. Uh, Keep in mind, it's relatively unfair to ask a very young, very new coach to have been super consistent because they simply haven't done this enough. They may have their values. They may have the things they champion. They may, everything we just talked about may be easy to find, but they may not have a lot of consistency yet because they simply haven't had time to do it. It is worth looking once, let's say you sign up with a person like this, making sure that they are consistent in their approach. Are they consistent in showing up? Are they consistent in publishing the workouts when they're supposed to? Are they consistent in making the adjustments they said they would adjust? Are they consistent in their feedback? Are they consistent in their communication? If you ask questions, those questions get answered. If you submit video and say, 
this felt weird. Can you tell me what went wrong? Is there just silence? Is it is it an emoji? Is it what happens? What happens when you ask for these things? We try and be very open and communicative, but there's also boundaries set. You know, when you send, sign a contract for one-on-one -on -one training, it says very clearly in there that we are not responding. I think, oh, I don't remember what it is. I think we're basically not responding after 7 p.m. ever. And you should expect, you know, a 24-hour turnaround on most communication and all communication has to be kept within TrueCoach. That's, those are relatively strict boundaries, but it lets us be really consistent with communication and turn it around really, really quickly. Now, usually we're much faster than that. Usually we're much easier than that, but it's important to set a standard so people know what to expect. That is part of being consistent, setting these expectations and then following through. If your coach is not following through with your expectations, especially if they're not following through with expectations that they set, that's a big problem. So these are all things, their values, what they champion, their experience, their openness. Do you actually get to work with them? What happens to the program, to the coaching, if something happens to you and how consistent they are? These are all excellent things to look for when you're looking for a coach. I think you could just take that checklist, rewind 30 seconds, write all that stuff down. And as you're looking for a coach, you can start ticking it off. Do they fill all these things? Are they going to help me toward my goals? Are their values aligned with mine? They champion the kind of stuff that I'm into, that I that I support, that I want to be a part of. Their experience, you know, at least somewhat aligns with the sort of thing I want to do. They're, and I know that because they're pretty open. It's pretty easy to find out who they are and what they do and what they believe in and how they work. Uh, I will actually be working with them. Or if they have a staff, they tell you about the staff and they celebrate their staff and they show their staff doing things and say, this coach worked with this client and look how well it went. And this coach worked with this client and look how well it went. They make changes if something happens to you. They make adjustments in your program, ideally all of the time. And they're super, super consistent. Being consistent is one of the most important things I think to look for when you're picking out a coach. The absolute last thing I suggest looking at when you're looking for a coach is the amount that they charge. Don't get mad. I can't afford super expensive coaches either, but it's worth finding out what you want. It's worth finding out who does the kind of things you want because what it might cost to get the thing you really want that will really work for you is likely not nearly as expensive as you think it is. Before you settle for the $19 coach, you should find out what the $400 coach does. And that $400 coach may well be providing $1,200 in value. You might get an enormous amount of savings, especially in your time, the time you're going to be putting toward this by working with the $400 coach. It can be an eye-opening experience and very exciting to find out what the most expensive people who may or may not be the best of the best but certainly the best of the best in their field charge a decent amount of money for what they do, especially if you're going to spend time with them, whether digitally or in person, one-on-one. -on -one. And I think it's really important to find that out. If you lead with budget first, you're going to start running into walls right away. You're making a huge amount of compromises before you've even set out. And I'm not telling you that you need to go outside of your budget. I'm not saying budgets aren't real. Everyone has a budget. Almost everyone has a budget. And I feel that very deeply, but don't lead with that. Lead with all of these other things. 
finding the right person, the right service, the right company, the right program for you. And then you can figure out a way to make it work or realize it doesn't work for you right now, but at least you know what you really want. And then maybe you can start looking around at things that are like that. I don't know what happens if you Google programs like Feel Strong but cheaper, but maybe something does. It's entirely possible. Don't lead with budget. Lead with what you want when you're figuring out the coaching thing and things will go much easier and you'll get a lot more clarity on what it is you want from a coach. I hope this has been useful. I look forward to all of your feedback. I look forward to all of your questions. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the subscriptions. Please continue sharing the podcast. It, make, uh, it really, really helps. It's a really big deal. If you could go and leave a written review wherever you're listening to this, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Music, Google Play, whatever it's called, Google Podcasts, maybe it's Google Podcasts. I truly don't know. A written review makes a really big difference. It really helps things pop up. Leave five stars while you're there. We really appreciate it. Any questions, reach out to Feel Strong Fit on Instagram. Check out the website at feelstrong.me. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel Strong. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. You can find us and DM us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. If you're ready to get started, you can fill out an intake form at feelstrong.me as well as finding more about the company there. Thank you so much for sharing, subscribing, and reviewing the podcast. If you have more questions, reach on out. We don't work with everyone, but we will talk to anyone. Get in touch and let's get started.